Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Well, hello, and welcome to episode two of Yarns from the Plain. Baby, it's cold outside. So how's life been treating you, listeners? I mean, I can actually say that and really mean it. I have listeners. I'm absolutely delighted to say that actually I've not just been wibbling away into uh, cyberspace and left to my own devices. There are actually people out there listening to the show who've actually taken the trouble to contact me and tell me that they've been listening to the show. And they've all been wonderfully kind about it as well. So thank you very much. I'd like to thank Sabrina, and she's from Georgia. Susan from Monterey in California. Knitting RN in Seattle. And Wombat Knitter, who's also from Georgia. They've all contacted me either by leaving a comment at the uh, show notes. I did actually manage to completely delete Sabrina's. Um, unfortunately, I'm still learning how to use the moderation software, but uh, sorry about that, Sabrina. But I did manage to actually retrieve the body of your comment from my email uh, and post it up there. And uh, Knitting RN and Wombat Knitter contacted me through Ravelry, so thank you very much, guys. There were some questions. Um, yes, hyperlinks in the show notes. I've learned how to do that now, so I've done that, and things I'll talk about I will link to in the show notes. Susan said she was interested in finding out more about my life in here in northwest England. Well, I'm going to tell you some more about life this week. I actually have quite a boring life, really, but shh, don't tell anybody. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. Shh. It's a secret. Don't tell anyone. Anyway, um, this week. <laughs> this week. Well, um... Be careful what you wish for, really, isn't it? Um, when I broadcast last, we'd just had some snowy weather that had disappeared entirely from Cheshire. And, well, it's come back again this week with a vengeance. Woke up on Tuesday morning to about two and a half inches of snow, which, if you live in the northern United States or in Canada, I should imagine it sounds like nothing to you. Uh, believe you me, to us here in England, it's a big deal. It causes chaos. We do not have the infrastructure to cope with it. So we don't have enough grit. We don't have emergency snow routes. We People don't have chains for their tyres because we live in a temperate climate and we don't have enough of this extreme weather to warrant having any systems to deal with it. So, of course, the moment it comes, the whole place grinds to a halt. Throughout Tuesday, it carried on a bit snowing a bit more and we've got currently got still four and a half inches out that's what three days four days since it the snow fell we're scheduled some more this uh weekend my parents who live in the south of the country had about eight and a half inches yesterday so they are housebound they're in, in their 70s so they've decided very sensibly to stay out and uh, various relations have been going shopping for them, so that's you know there's no worry about them falling over and cracking a hip or anything. It's been so snowy and so icy around here that it took my husband five hours to get into work 
on Tuesday and he decided that actually he wasn't going to attempt to come home and he was going to stay the night um, in a hotel near to his workplace. So part of me was kind of going, I want you back here. Yeah. I'll tell you why about that, that in a minute. But the other half of me was kind of saying, actually, I, I want you alive. Um, so, yes, you've got the sensible option there. And it's been so snowy that for the past four days, so that's from Tuesday through to Friday, um, my school has been shut. The first time in my entire teaching career of nearly 15 years has my school been shut, um, or any school that I've worked in been shut, from uh, the weather. They just couldn't guarantee the safety of pupils or staff within the, the school environment. Sadly, I've not really benefited from this at all. Term started on Monday and I wasn't there. On Sunday, um, I stood up whilst doing some work and came over all peculiar, um, as we English would say. It actually felt like I'd been drinking, but without the fun parts. You know, no laughs, no dancing on the table, nothing like that, just standing up in the room, spinning severely, and I felt like I was going to fall off the floor, which is actually not at all like feeling like you're going to fall down. I went to the doctors on Monday, and it turned out that uh, what I have is a viral inner ear infection called labyrinthitis, which I'd never heard of before. Uh, when I asked how long it was likely to take, uh, I was told it how long was a piece of string. Some people could recover from it within two to three days. Other people might take two weeks. Horrified then to learn from a couple of people um, who contacted me um, with responses I'd made um, to points on forums to say that it took them significantly longer than that to be able to drive. Ah, I work 17 miles away from uh, where I live. I need to be able to drive to get to my job. However, after Tuesday being the worst day of it all, um, I have to say I am on the mend and provided I don't try and cross a room too fast, I'm fairly back to normal. Oh, well, as back to normal as I ever get. I will need to test the driving though. Uh, an old friend of mine says when she has attacks they last for six to eight weeks and driving becomes very difficult and I haven't tried driving since Monday when I went to the doctors and I have to say that was very very unpleasant so I do need to try that thankfully my other half has said that he will take me to work if I need it but since we do another snowfall at the weekend I don't know whether I'll get there anyway but it it's you know been bizarre and I've been trapped in the house I have not made a snowman, I have not laid down and made a snow angel, I've not thrown a snowball at anyone. I tottered out to the bin, um, and that's about it really. I haven't actually set foot off the property, and I've only been out of the house twice, into just literally outside the back door, uh, since Monday. So I feel a bit, you know, got a bit of cabin fever here. And you know the worst thing? The worst thing out of all of it was that until... Thursday, I couldn't really knit. Knitting made me feel sick. Have you ever heard of anything so tragic? Actually feeling sick whilst you're knitting. It's just awful. My one solace, my one comfort, I thought, well, no, you know, I can knit away and on my socks and on my sock yarn blanket. No. Nada. Nothing. Not a chance. So, but luckily, today's Friday, Friday evening, yesterday I managed to pick up the needles 
um, and do a little bit on my monkeys and today I've done some knitting as well I've, I've needed to the monkeys worked on a little bit but I actually really need to use bigger needles at the moment still I think for my spatial awareness but you know I'm on the mend caught up with a lot of podcasts listening to podcasts um, this week because I've not really been able to not had the visuals to be able to concentrate on the television either and quite frankly daytime television this week has been truly awful it's not fantastic anyway but instead of showing old murder she wrote or diagnosis murder or inspector morse or something like that in the afternoons on bbc2 they have been showing darts oh be still my beating heart i'm sorry if you're a darts player i i think it's actually a fantastic game for developing your mental mathematics skills but really it's not scintillating tv when you're ill it really really isn't so um i gave that a miss and i've been listening to podcasts so what is on my needles then well the monkeys there has been some progress on the monkeys both legs of the monkeys are complete and I've started on one of the heel flats. Since the last pair of socks that I did, I've decided to try this method of tackling socks. Even though I use DPNs, I don't use magic loop and I certainly don't do two socks at a time on circulars. I use DPNs, but I thought I would try by doing the leg, first the one sock, then the second, then the heel flap and turn the heel and do the gusset decreases on one sock and then do that on the second, and then the feet first on one and then on, on the second and try and sort of eliminate second sock syndrome which I have had in the past um, I did it for the last pair of socks that I finished on Christmas Eve for my sister-in-law and it worked a treat so that's what I'm doing with the monkeys so the like I say both legs are completed I've only done five pattern repeats this time I did six in the past but I've decided to just do five pattern repeats on these ones um, and I've changed my needle size from the last time I did it as well last time I did them I did them on 2.5s but I've decided to go for 2.25s this time so we'll see how they fit see if they fit a little bit better at the top I have well if we put it politely I have shapely calves um, if we don't put it politely I've got Russian shop which is calves so if the sock is too tall um, I find then we have a bit of a problem with snugness around the uh, ribbing so I've decided to only put five repeats in and see where we go from there I did venture out of the door and take a little photograph of them um, on the snow so um, I'll put that up on the web page for you uh, along with some links the sock yarn blanket has had a couple of squares completed but not many really haven't done a, a great deal more on it I did a little burst when I was away at my parents over New Year but not much more I think it was Susan said she was interested in finding out the significance progress on the baby blanket she said this is not a baby blanket unless I suppose I was making it for um, a baby elephant it's currently well not currently it is because I've finished the width it's six and a half feet wide and the aim is that it will be six and a half feet long as well so that it will cover um, a king size bed I'm not quite sure whose king size bed it will cover because I think I would die if I put it on one of the beds and the cats got on it and started to claw they have taken a particular fondness for the sock yarn blanket and do try and knead on it and since their claws need a cut I don't know how I'm going to do that but they really do need a cut it'll only pull it and snag it so th the idea is it will go on a bed but I'm just not quite sure whose at the moment 
it is actually very popular for cot blankets and baby blankets so I can understand why Susan um, has thought that and a lot of people have made baby blankets out of the Shelley Kang pattern but it's not what I'm going to do it's made out of mitered squares each of my mitered squares has got 35 stitches on it unless it's a large one which kind of takes the place of four uh, and that one has 70 71 oh my maths is letting me down here um, but I'll tell you what here is something that that is significant progress on it um, as discussed with um, or, or as mentioned by um, Susan which is that when I roughly calculated how many little squares I'd need to make it um, I got my maths wrong back in the summer and I thought I'd need 441 so when I confidently said last episode that I thought I'd done about a third of it I was wrong sat there on New Year's Day spreading it out looking at it counted up the uh, squares that I'd done and I'd done about 220 at that point or equivalent if you count each of the big ones as four and looked at it and thought oh, that's no way halfway done hmm quickly redid the maths again and oh look I don't need 441 squares to make it roughly six and a half foot by six and a half foot I need 841 squares so actually I'm more like a quarter done than a third done so there you go negative progress how's that doing well aren't I um, what else on my needles well I said I needed to go on to bigger needles um, the, the little ones were a bit difficult when I was getting my spatial awareness back from the labyrinthitis so I got out a traveling scarf that um, needed working on that actually should have gone off at the beginning of this week but because I wasn't feeling very well and also because I'm housebound it, it hasn't moved so I've still got it so I'm terribly sorry scarf journey group um, traveling scarves if you've never heard of them um, are exactly what they are they sound like they are scarves that travel around a group of you sometimes based in a country sometimes based around a profession sometimes based around a continent get together you all knit a section of your scarf some people choose to do them lengthways on circular needles some people do them on straight needles from the top to the bottom if you like you knit your seed you write down what you'd like your scarf to look like so whether you have any color requirements if you have, whether you have any pattern requirements whether you would prefer not to have acrylic in your scarf um, or if you have a particular inspiration and you have a two-week period then you you pack it up post it off to the next person in the queue if you imagine all the people in your group are kind of like a big circle you then post it off to the next person in your group who adds a section to the scarf meanwhile you've got another person's scarf to work on and you have two weeks to follow their guidance work your section of their scarf and then move on again post on to the next person and the scarves kind of do a round robin journey and depending on how many people are in your group maybe sort of five to six months after you start your scarf comes home some people then decide that that's it that's finished other people then decide they're going to add one final section so that they've topped and tailed it if you like um, but your traveling scarf is home so I did uh, for one of these last year lovely one mine is sort of pinks and purples um, which <gasps> don't confess to it Nick but I'm going to anyway um, I haven't actually finished weaving all the ends in and blocking it 
should do that really, shouldn't I? But it's delightful. That was part of the Travelling Scarves group on Ravelry. Ravelry? Ravelry? Uh, on Ravelry. And I think we were Travelling Scarf Group 65, I think. Or 67, which gives, gives you an indication of how many people are taking part in it. I've then signed up for two more. Not actually within the Travelling Scarves um, group on Ravelry, but within the Scarf Journeys group, which is... Exactly the same idea, but we are specifically UK and European based. So that sort of reduces the large postage cost that can come if you're trying to send intercontinental post. Um, so I'm in one, uh, Scarf Journey 8, which is the scarf that I've been working on this week. This is a scarf from Finland. This is Nelle's scarf. Um, I'm the, let me have a look at it, one, two, three, four, fifth person to work on it. She's requested it done in shades of blue. Um, her section was started off with Entrelac. And then someone's done a nice um, lozenge pattern using knits and pearls. Someone else has done, it looks again like, it's it looks like a staggered rib. Is that the right name for it? And then someone's done a basket weave section um, of knits and pearls. And I've just started my section and I'm going to do it freestyle. Woo! I don't really do much freeform knitting but I'm just going to go with garter stitch, stocking stitch, moss stitch, whatever grabs my fancy really. Um, just kind of nice and soothing I need. I'm using, now it's um, Sublime, oh and I can't remember what it is. Let me see if I can go and find out. Um, I can look on my projects because I've used it on one of the other scarves in these, um, in this group. It's No, I haven't updated my... Oh, Sublime Baby Cash Merino Silk. Uh, sorry, Sublime Baby Cashmere Merino Silk Blend. I think it's a DK weight. I'm certainly using it doubled anyway, because all the others are what we here in Britain would call an Aran weight. So, But it looks really nice. I really like it. Now, the other Scarf Journey group that I'm in, Scarf Journey 7, well... Don't tell anyone. But it's fun for... Yeah, you did hear right. I have been knitting on a series of lengthway scarves using novelty yarn. I mean, I say fun for, but it's just everything. I've had Sirdar Curly Whirly, Sirdar Foxy, Sirdar Fizz. Oh, there's a bit of a Sirdar theme here, isn't there? And my, since my general instructions for mine was that I wanted everybody to do one row using there i'm sorry apologies for any background noise the cat's just decided to walk across the table um one row of each of the novelty yarns leave a, a tail either end for a fringe and then actually just i think my instructions were something akin to make your eyes bleed apparently anyway that's certainly what's happening and it is indeed making people's eyes bleed all around the the country so um I'm looking forward to that. should come back within the next month or so, so I'm quite looking forward to that. Some peoples have come through and the colours are really quite tasteful. They've um, People have really taken a great deal of care to match it to the novelty yarn they've got. Um, mine, well, I think mine's just going to be a sight for sore eyes. I will put a link up to the little photos that I've got on my Ravelry page for the project. Obviously, you, you can only see little really snippets of people's yarns, but um, hopefully you'll be able to see how 
just truly delightful they are. The other um, project that I've just started on today actually is um, something completely different. It's a series of 8 by 8 inch Afghan blocks. I'm going to do some knitted, some crocheted. I'm just starting with a very simple one that's knitted on the diagonal. So I'm making it each row, it's garter stitch, and each row when I get to the last stitch I just knit in, um, into the front and the back of the stitch before I turn so that I increase each row by one stitch. When I get to the point where the side, if you imagine you'll it'll be then hanging on your needles like a pennant on a piece of bunting, those sides that come down to the apex of the triangle when they measure eight inches, then I'm going to, or just under eight inches, I'm then going to start decreasing again, which just means that I start knitting the last two stitches together instead of increasing there. Um, I'm going to do some crochet ones as well, again, probably similar ideas starting sort of working on the diagonal. These are for various, sorry. Right, sorry about that. I have now gone and put some food down to tempt the feline monster away from the computer and away from me. Uh, I think she's found it quite unsettling me being here this week and she's got very clingy uh, and wants to be near me. I think she's not very keen on the fact that she can't go out very easily with the snow. Um, sorry, now where were I? Oh yes, uh, I was talking about these um, 8x8 Afghan blocks. They are blanket um, blocks to go to a variety of different people's blankets. They're part of the, now I hope I say this correctly, the Shoyla Blanket Project, um, which is a group that I found on Ravelry. And I'm going to actually read the details here um, directly from the Ravelry page. I will put a link up in the show notes. It's a group to make blankets for parents who've lost their children in childbirth or early infancy and to provide them with a tangible symbol of support and love. Um, so the details from the Ravel Ravelry group page uh, read like this. The Shiloh Blanket Project began life as the Tammany Blanket Project as a group of Ravelers came together to provide support for Tammany, a fellow Raveler who lost her baby girl less than an hour after she was born. Members of this group created a blanket for Tammany by making individual squares providing her with a warm, soft hug that she can wrap up in on the bad days. The original Tammany blanket is complete, and Tammany herself requested that we carry this mission forward in baby Shiloh's memory to create blankets for other bereaved families and to provide them with comfort and love. Do you have the time and heart to make a few squares for a blanket that can change a family's life? Please join us and see how a few hours on your part can bring light and love to a family who is experiencing their darkest hours. Now, I read that, and obviously being in a little bit of a low emotional state this week myself, because I was stir-crazy, cabin fever, trapped in the house, it did tug on my heartstrings, and I felt that it was something that I, I really wanted to contribute to. I also have um, another reason in the fact that a, a friend of mine lost her two babies that she was carrying just before Christmas, and... It's just something that I would like to to actually sponsor a, a blanket for. So I have actually set up a sponsored blanket within the, the project group. And the generosity of people in terms of donating or pledging squares for the blanket is just quite phenomenal. I am just really moved, actually, by how Ravelry brings together people who have such heart and... Tammany herself seems to contribute to everybody's blanket that 
everybody who puts up a blanket to sponsor someone, Tammany pledges to, to make squares for them. And I just think she just sounds an amazing woman. And I'm quite privileged, I think, to, to sort of feel involved with this group. That sounds a very strange thing and quite an un-English thing to do. We're, I don't think we're very good um, here in the UK at necessarily handling grief and talking about um, situations like this. And I think sometimes we need to. People need, I think, sometimes to to talk about these things. And, and here in Britain, we tend to shy away from it, this whole idea of the stiff upper lip that the Brits have. And we don't don't talk about feelings, don't talk about grief. Well, you know, I think sometimes we need to. And this is my way, I think, of, of not feeling quite so helpless um, with my friend's grief. Because it, it, she is grieving. It's a difficult time and the run-up to Christmas was difficult she has children already um, and how do you carry on Christmas as normal when you were planning for baby and now you're planning a funeral it's very difficult so that's the the Shula baby blanket project which um, is something that I stumbled on on Ravelry this week and has just caught at my heartstrings really so that's that's that. Now, um, I decided that I quite fancied doing a review um, as part of my podcast as well. Um, although I'm conscious of the fact that I've wibbled on so long now, we're sort of pushing um, we're pushing about 25 minutes already in terms of recording time. Um, by the time I've added the opening and closing credits, you know, bless you, you'll be governing spiders' cobwebs by the time you've finished. Um, but what I thought I would do is I would review the Regia Xmas yarn that I'm knitting my monkeys with. It's a four-ply wool, polyester and uh, metallic thread yarn. Comes in 100 gram balls and it's called Xmas because it is obviously sparkly and designed to appeal for Christmas knitting projects. I fell in love with it um, when I was out with my mother-in-law we happened to wander into the yarn shop that neither of us had realised had moved and she sort of went oh you know it's it's so much bigger and I went oh yes oh look regia regia oh and stood in front of the entire regia display kind of going anything from here would be fine for Christmas dear anything at all please feel free can't go wrong with sock yarn and actually pointed to the uh, regia Xmas the red with a gold in it and just raved and raved and raved about it. The good thing about my mother-in-law is she does pick up hints. So I was delighted to find um, some in my stocking at Christmas. I was so hoping that she'd got the red for me that when I was actually down just before Christmas um, and wandered into the store the, the day or two before, um, I took a punt on the fact that she, if she was going to get me any, she'd get me the red, because that's the one I'd been waving about. Um, so I couldn't resist walking out of the store um, without any, so got um, a ball of the green and a ball of the blue. And after Christmas, asked her if she'd gave us some money and asked her if she'd go in and get me a ball of the black and the ball of the cream. Um, so out of the six available colours, I actually now have five of them. Um, because, you know, I'm a bit of a sparkly princess at heart. I'm not very girly, but I couldn't resist the sparkles. The red, green, black and cream all have a gold metallic thread in them, whilst the white and the blue have a silver metallic thread. Now, um, I wasn't 
massively struck on the white so that's the only color I've not got um, and I'm currently doing the red um, using the red for my sparkly monkeys and I really do like the effect it's quite subtle it's not in your face bling and it, it's you know very pleasing to the eye um, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to use the rest for but I, I did feel that I couldn't possibly live without any in my stash I have no self-control I'm really really terrible as to how it knits up it's uh, I was quite pleased with it actually I was a little bit worried that the metallic thread might work its way out or come apart as you were knitting it and I've generally not found that at all um, I've got one little bit where it's pulled out slightly um, I do find that Regio isn't normally a splitty yarn and I do find this is a touch more splitty perhaps than normal Regia but that's probably because of the metallic um, being spun in with it and it, it sort of changes the property possibly of the, the rest of it but I'm very pleased with it and hopefully it will be as hard wearing as other Regia yarns I found for socks not quite sure what I'm going to do for, for the rest of it um, hopefully that will you know sort of like I say uh, the blue I could see actually making a pair of socks for my niece because she likes blues so I could see that might work and and the other as well I don't know the black the black would look stunning as some kind of lace um, stole or scarf I think so I may go for that and the cream with the gold I think would look lovely as one of those little um, Celestine stellated dodecahedrons which if you haven't got a clue what I'm talking about um, if you have a little look at the um, my ravatar or the little picture that's um, up by my profile on the yarns from the plane.podbeam.com site that's a stellated um, dodecahedron knitted um, I knitted one last year absolutely adored knitting it. it was a really quick project very very silly but then I like knitting silly things because uh, I am essentially, I think, a silly person. So silly things appeal to me, no end. So that's uh, that's my review of the Regia Xmas. I'm guessing, because I went on the Get Knitted um, website earlier today and ordered some other things and saw it, but when I've just gone on there now to check the details, it's no longer on their website. I'm guessing that people are probably going to be withdrawing it because it is obviously aimed at the Christmas market so if you haven't got your hands on any so far I'm guessing you're probably not going to find any now until next Christmas but it's you know it's nice it's sparkly and I'm going to have a lovely pair of sparkly monkeys out of it and finally um, let's come on to something I really like something I really like at the moment having been stuck here this week in the house is my Nespresso coffee machine. <gasps> My husband's aunt gave us some money to put towards our, uh, or to buy a Christmas present with. She gives a, a sum to each of us, um, and we decided to pool the money this year and then put a little bit more towards it and bought um, this Nespresso coffee machine, which is one of these ones where you put one of the little pods of um, coffee in it and it it makes espresso, um, or you can buy Lungo. Um, pods and we bought a version that's also got um, what's called an aerocino which basically means you can froth up milk for cappuccinos or for lattes and it has just been a lifesaver this week it's been so nice to sort of cheer myself up with um, making my own gingerbread lattes because I've um, ordered some um, of these little pods that uh, the FedEx man 
fought through the snow and bought to me this week uh, and I took a punt on trying some of the um, gingerbread ones and also I've got a chestnut cream at the moment which is also very nice chestnut cream latte so that's cheered me up no end you know I keep hoping that George Clooney might actually walk in at some point but I'm probably not able to deal with him at the moment anyway since I'm still very slightly dizzy if I move too fast I'd hate to have an accident you know a coffee George Clooney related accident would be quite horrific really wouldn't it anyway that's probably me done um for now i've witted on for 33 odd minutes i do um hope you'll bear with me with the um excellent not um post-production sound quality uh, cast on we ain't i'm afraid and i may well be able to edit some of the cat noises out but i may not be able to edit all of them um but you know anyway thank you very much for listening and um i'll hopefully be putting out a podcast every fortnight or so i don't want to go weekly um pop the fact that i can't knit fast enough so i'd be telling you about the same thing being on my needles all the time i as i whispered earlier i have a job that takes up quite a bit of my time so i don't want to put too much pressure on myself by saying i'm going to go weekly and then feel that i'm letting you all down if I don't. So I'll see you in around about a fortnight or so. And uh, happy knitting and crocheting. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Show notes and links are available at the Yarns from the Plain show page at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can leave a comment over there on the show page. Or you can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com or message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plane. Until next time, take care and thanks for listening. <laughs>